Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Friday once again. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuana is coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. You're listening to Nuanez now. What a Friday night it's going to be. This is when it really, really gets fun. We got quarterfinal matchups. It's the final eight across all levels of high school football. Win, survive, advance, lose. Your season's over, and for a great many young men, your high school football careers are over, and it's certainly an emotional uh, roller coaster every single year. But any and all teams that have gotten to this point, congratulations to you. We'll get you set up for the entire slate of high school football uh, from around the state of Montana. We're going to hear from Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans, the two-time defending Class AA champs. And uh, it's sort of been this omnipresent storyline for quite some time now. Can Sentinel do it again? Well, they got it done last week against Great Falls CMR to get to this point, and now they're on the way to Billings to take on Billings West. What do you know? Another matchup with the Golden Bears. So we'll talk to Coach O, uh, get caught up with that. Also look at some of the other AA playoff games as well as efforting uh, Missoula Loyola head coach Todd Hughes, but was not able to get him as they had to take off uh, to go to Shepard today. But we'll talk some Class A playoffs, some Class B playoffs, some Class C playoffs as well. And we'll also do some state championship soccer stuff. That's all in the first hour. Andrew Houghton has an interview for us uh, from covering the uh, recently anointed state champion. Sounds like we're going to hear from uh, head coach of the Columbia Falls boys team that won the Class A state title. Hour number two, Chicka Doesn't Know Sports. Carolyn, our great friend, swings by. Actually, a very thoughtful conversation about why is it in the NBA that... You can be one of the biggest superstars in the league, even if you hardly play. <laughs> we also talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. Of course, Tom Brady, why wouldn't we? And uh, a whole lot of laughs as well. And then about 5.30, we'll just get you set up for the upcoming weekend. The Grizz got a big home game. Uh, Bobby Houck called it a must win, and I've never really heard Coach Houck say such things. Uh, but it is a must win if you're Montana. Because another conference loss means that you have no chance to be over 500 in conference play. And that would be a massive disappointment given the preseason expectations. For these Grizzlies, the Bobcats, they are on their way. I guess that I think they've actually already arrived in Flagstaff. So first trip to Northern Arizona for MSU since 2017. So we will uh, chat about that one a little bit. And then we'll just keep on talking our way through uh, the high school football world. 
as well. So there you go. Show Outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have around uh, Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. It's a Friday, so that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. This time of year, man, sometimes, you know, I'm always all over the place with my caffeine intake because, you know, I uh, I love caffeine. <laughs> also need caffeine. A little bit dependent on it. Not going to lie. That's okay. But there was a time where I was waiting to have my caffeine till right before the show. But this time of year, I'm double, double dosing. And uh, by the time you get to 4 o'clock on Friday, uh, I've already had the Florence coffee. <laughs> but I, uh, I had a Lotus again today. I'm off the coffee train, but that's okay. Florence coffee has all sorts of awesome beverages for you. I've been really drinking a lot of tea, especially uh, English breakfast tea. It's delicious, especially when the weather turns, the hot breakfast tea, uh, all the aromas and Adequate amount of caffeine, too. A little zip in there for sure. Uh, but in the afternoons, I like these lotuses. They're plant-based energy, and uh, they get you really, really going. So no matter where you're at in western Montana, there is a Florence Coffee Company kiosk. It's a Friday night. You can stay up late, hanging out, watching high school football, hopefully. No games in Missoula, though, which is a bummer. I would definitely be uh, traipsing my way down to a, a high school game if there was one uh, in the immediate area. There's a couple in the area tomorrow, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Hamilton actually plays at noon, so uh, if you're going to the Grizz game, you can definitely go down to Hamilton. But regardless, you stay up late on a Friday night, and uh, Florence Coffee, they'll be serving Joe and tea and lotuses and all sorts of things. So go check out uh, Florence Coffee Company kiosk. Appreciate Floco for the support of Floco Friday. Also stay tuned throughout the show because we have a whole bunch more Grizz hockey tickets for you. Let's do one pair right now. 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. Call us right now. We got a pair of tickets to tomorrow night's Grizz hockey game against Weaver State. Call right now. Caller number three, four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. And we'll get you set up for the Grizz hockey tomorrow night. We got the Grizz uh on the ESPN MT app uh, throughout the weekend as well. If you can't make it down to the Glacier Ice Rink, but seven thirty puck drops tomorrow against uh Utah State in town. So uh, call us right now, 406-888-1029, caller number three. Got a pair of tickets for you to the Grizz Hockey Game. We also have a free pizza pie coming up, about 90 minutes, about five, actually more like more like 45 minutes, about five o'clock. We'll give you a chance to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza, Friday Pie Day, our ongoing uh, fun promotion here uh, at Nuanas now every Friday, give you a chance to win a free large pizza from Front Street Pizza. Uh, here in Missoula on Front Street, right across from the old public library, just up from the new public library. University of Montana soccer team in the Big Sky tournament. So, uh, update there before we dive into some high school football chatter. Uh, they went to overtime against Idaho today. And then lost one nothing, so that ends what I would ca- characterize as a disappointing season for the Grizz, and, and that's because they've set such a high standard. I mean, basically, since Chris Chidovitsky took over, it's been Big Sky Conference championships. That, that's what they've done. They've they've won four Big Sky Conference championships either in the regular season or the tournament. 
in in the five years under Chitovitsky, and they've they've been so good at the Big Sky tournament. And uh, they did win a game in the in this Big Sky tournament. They beat Portland State three nothing, their largest goal output in ten years in the postseason. But they lose to Idaho today uh, to close their season, and uh, certainly uh, more struggles this year than than we've been accustomed to with the Grizz soccer team. Uh, the last couple of years. Andrew, brief thoughts on, on this? I mean, I, am I wrong saying that this was a disappointing year? It has to be considered disappointing, especially when you have, you know, great goalkeeper in Camellia Zoo and, and a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, in Coulter, especially when you consider that this is a team, as you mentioned, had not failed to win at least one Big Sky title, either regular season or the tournament title in four previous years under Chris Chinovitsky. Well, this year they finished sixth in the regular season, barely snuck into the conference tournament and then didn't even make it to the conference tournament game. A disappointing season, certainly a little bit of a confusing season, too. That, that seemed to be the theme. When I would listen to you with Chris Chitovitsky, who was really gracious with his time this year, he came into this certainly. studio half a dozen times, and you guys spent a lot of time talking soccer. And you can find all those interviews, soccer and snow and smoke. Chris Chitovitsky's great guy to listen to. Really good at just you know the culture-building aspects of, of a team. And a really smart soccer mind. So go check out Soccer and Snow and Smoke. But it seemed as if he was a little perplexed uh, by some of their struggles as well. I think he was. And this was a team that I know he had high expectations for coming into the season. And it's a team that I think still has a lot of talent on it. And a lot of that talent should be coming back next year, certainly with the extra COVID year of eligibility for some of the seniors. But just was never able to figure it out especially in conference play. I mean, they started leaking goals in conference play, and they really struggled to turn a lot of their attacks into goals. I mean, it was a team that was still able to be really good on the ball, have a lot of possession in the opposing half, and just really struggled to turn those into goals and really struggled to control games. And so, of course, sort of a really appropriate way for them to go out today because they were the better team today for long periods of the game. They ended up outshooting Idaho, the number two seed in the conference, by a pretty fair margin. I started watching, I watched about the last five minutes of regulation and then the first overtime period, and they had some really good attacks in that first overtime. I was about to tweet at halftime of extra time, well, man, the Grizz want to find a goal here in the next 10 minutes. They don't want to take this to penalties because they've been the better team. And then with 13 seconds left in the first overtime, wow. Idaho attacks shot from Margot Schessler, who's a really good player, a first-team all-conference player, um, from outside the box, just beats Camellia Zoo high, um, and and that was it. They didn't really have that many chances in second overtime to find that equalizer, and just to really sort of symbolize a, a little microcosm of just how confusing and, and disappointing and a little bit, um, well, I, I just how confusing and disappointing this season has been for the Montana Grizzlies. New Orleans now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, talking some Grizz soccer. I find it, th- th- this could be just 100% qu- completely coincidental. I also just find it funny that one of the main narratives around University of Montana sports right now is struggles offensively. That that was the the story of the Grizz basketball team the last two years. It's the story of the Grizz football team this last month. It the Lady Grizz were actually decent on offense the last uh, – they're actually good on offense, I should say. I, the Lady Grizz – the Lady Grizz were pretty good last year, and, and that that's – and they were better than they had been in previous years. So I think they actually have uh, – they're doing pretty good in terms of upward trajectory. Still not where they want or should be, but 
Uh, it is a little interesting that it's just uh, not a lot of offensive firepower going on at uh, at Montana in a lot of different sports. Softball's had some some offensive struggles as well. Yeah, I guess it's not really. I, I'm struggling with whether it's fair to characterize the soccer team's offensive struggles because they had Delaney Lou Shore scored seven goals this year, which was more than they've had a player score yeah. in a number of years. She was just a sophomore, and she ended up she was one of the top scorers in the conference. Mesa Walters. I think led the conference in assists. They just they couldn't score goals when they needed to. Opportunistic is it, the timing. Right. It, it came in waves, and they beat down some teams as they did against Portland State in the quarterfinals, or I guess in the first round of the conference tournament on Wednesday. When they get the first one, and then they go on and win three to nothing. Well, today when they really needed one, they had 15 shots and they couldn't find one. Uh, Delaney Lushore, of course, was out for the conference tournament with an injury. She'll be back next year. Um, but it's, it, it was just weird. They just, they, they played good and they looked good for stretches and they looked like they could score just fine for, for stretches of the season. Just couldn't put it together and couldn't control games when they needed to. Okay. So let's talk some high school football. Keep those calls coming in. Grizz hockey tickets, 406 888. 1029. We got two of them for you. Then we'll have another four pack in a little while. Uh, the four pack will come um, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe. So it'll also come with a pitcher of beer. So that sounds pretty good. But we got two Saturday night's games. So call us right now 406 888 1029. 888 Here's your double A slate for the evening of high school football. Probably the game of the night. Well, first of all, here's an interesting fold. There's two games in Helena. They've changed the playoff format, tweaked it and changed it first drastically, and then second, tweaked it a little bit more these last several years. And that tweak also then coincided with the COVID year. I guess the, the COVID times, as it were. And uh, so they used to reseed the playoffs after. First of all, they expanded it from eight teams to to uh, twelve teams, and four teams got a buy. Two from the west, two from the east get a buy, and then you had uh, the four first round games last week, and now you have four quarterfinals games this week. But until this year, they would reseed the bracket, and. Uh, now they didn't reseed this year, which means the top two seeds from the West were Helena Capital, number one seed overall in the bracket, and Helena High, the number two seed. That then results in those two teams both playing at home. So Helena High is already playing. The game kicked at 3.30. Gallatin in town. Bozeman Gallatin coming off a 42-0 win over Missoula Big Sky. That's their first ever uh, AA playoff win. So... Uh, that game's ongoing. We'll have score updates for you from that game as soon as they uh, land on our desk. But then we'll have another game in the capital city with Butte taking on the Bruins. Uh, Helena Capital hosts the Butte High Bulldogs. That game starts at 7.30. So we'll see if Capital can keep it rolling, 9-0. and uh, We heard from Ari Gray earlier this week, and uh, he, he said his Butte Bulldogs know Exactly the challenge in front of them with Helena Capital. Uh, but Butte has a, a decent amount of talent, and, and Jay Stenson, their quarterback, is very productive. And uh, they can light it up a little bit, so that could be a pretty good game. Um, but probably the two games 
that are the most intriguing in terms of the competitive balance here are the games that will take place in Bozeman and the games and the game that will take place in Billings. Kalispell Glacier, who I, I have touted as a dark horse for most of the football season just because I think they can light up the scoreboard, they'll play at Bozeman High, and Bozeman High has been red hot since starting 0-2. They haven't lost since. They're the number one seed out of the Eastern AA. Levi Weshi's done a great job there. Jake Casagranda has had a phenomenal senior year there for the Hawks. They have a great offensive line in front of their senior quarterback and uh, a lot of talent as always. But Glacier, when they get it rolling, they can just light it up. They were in the 50s and 60s on multiple occasions this year. Gage Slider's thrown 35 touchdowns and counting for more than 3,000 yards through the air. And they spread you out. They use their playmakers to the maximum of their ability, and uh, they're just really well coached. So that could be a shootout there in Bozeman. And uh, even though Glacier was a team that had to play in the first round, if they're in the Final Four, don't be surprised. But also don't be surprised uh, if Bozeman just continues to exert their authority because they have a really, really good team, and they're as hot as anybody in the state right now. And then the other game that people are going to have their eye on, Missoula Sentinel at Billings West. So let's dive into our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Liberty Safe's and First National Pond. First National Pond, from musical instruments to hunting and camping supplies, even snowblowers, you never know what you might find for a great price at First National Pond. And Liberty Safes, they have their showroom inside First National Pond on Reserve Street and in East Missoula. You can visit Liberty Safes at Missoula.com, Liberty Safes of Missoula.com, excuse me, or go visit their showrooms uh, at First National Pond on Reserve Street or uh, in East Missoula. Missoula Sentinel at Billings West is a rematch of a rematch of a rematch. These two teams have played for the state title each of the last two years. They've been the two premier programs in AA for the last five or six years. West's most recent state championship came in 2018, uh, but they've been in the mix in the Final Four or in the title game every year since that last state championship. they got a great offensive line surrounded by uh, a lot of young but really, really talented skill players. We heard from Rob Stanton earlier this week. They've just been steady as it goes. They they kept their head down, and they started 0-2, including a 21-14 loss to Sentinel, because that's the other thing is these two teams have played in the season opener each of the last two years as well. So this is their fifth matchup since that 2020 state title game. So they're very, very familiar with each other. But West lost to Sentinel out the gates and then lost to Capital, and then they scrapped out a one-point win over Gallatin, and then they were out for the races, and they have only lost one game since. They're the two-seed out of the East, and uh, should be a good one in Billings. I was with Coach Oliver, Dane Oliver, the head coach of Missoula Sentinel yesterday, and he was saying uh, their biggest challenge is just figuring out a way to get more than 100 people from Missoula to Billings. Sometimes uh, in the past, especially state championship style, they've stayed the night, uh, the, the uh, night before, but not so much today. They they left this morning, so uh, probably just getting to Billings right now, and uh, they'll kick off from Dallas Stadium at 7 p.m. tonight, but definitely one to keep our eye on. Can Sentinel continue their march toward a third straight state championship, or can West finally break through, get some redemption uh, over the Spartans? Garden City Spotlight presented by Happy Days Car Wash, we feature uh, high school sports coverage from around the Garden City uh, each Friday. And, and as football winds down, this will actually probably evolve 
to feature some basketball. We want to keep the Garden City spotlight going. It's been a football only for the last couple of years, but we want to continue to highlight the best of the best around the city of Missoula. So we'll have some basketball, some volleyball, uh, so all sorts of different sports. But thanks to Happy Days Car Wash, it's important to keep the greasy, gunky mud and road materials off the undercarriage of your car. Keep your car clean above and below with the amazing wash bay at Happy Days Car Wash. And Happy Days Car Wash has 14 free vacuum stations. Happy Days Car Wash on Brooks next to Pizza Hut. Clean car, happy car. Here's my conversation with the man who leads the Sentinel Spartans from earlier this week. Down here in Missoula, Sentinel, these guys haven't got on a bus yet. It's going to be a long trip to Billings, but they've already done it once this year. So uh, two-time defending state champion Spartans going for their fifth matchup in the last three years against Billings West. Uh, have you talked to Coach Stanton this week? I mean, you probably don't have to do much film exchange, right? You guys kind of know each other pretty good. Dana Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, joining us here on Nuwana's now Garden City Spotlight. It's it's almost comical, the right. matchup, uh, and that that's kind of the message I sent to Coach Stanton. I'm sure he's... You know, they're gunning for us. It can't, we've all been on that side where you get in these streaks and each game is an independent game, but you know, we've seen them a lot, know them well. Um, and you know, it's just a challenge to get the a group of 17 year olds on the bus, get them down there, get them ready to go. Um, so that's, that's been my concern this week is how do we, how do we put a good product on the field? And, uh, we've done it once, and that should give our guys confidence to go down there and play well. Well, sorry about the game that got you there. Uh, Bar gave you a, a good test, and uh, they were winning at halftime, but you guys were able to rally back and uh, offensive explosion in the second half to get to a 50-31 to 31 win. What would you like about your team's response in the second half last week? Well, I, th- I think in the world of instant gratification, people forget it's a four-quarter game, and even me as a coach forget that, but it's a, it's a long game, and uh, we thought they might make it messy with just the structure they have. It'd be great to be a defensive lineman for CMR. They just just get upfield and just shoot gaps, and, and that's hard for high school offensive linemen. So we knew that going in. Uh, that doesn't mean it takes away the emotion of being frustrated or being down, but I think just, just sticking with our process and understanding we have great athletes, great running backs, the longer we can be in the game, the more it gives them opportunities to make plays. So that was the approach. Uh, just proud of our response, obviously, to go. I think we had 14 points at halftime and ended up with 50, and I think a lot of credit – I know a lot of credit goes to the defense. We had short fields. We had four interceptions. Um, so a lot of positives, and now you got to regroup, uh, play on, and – and get down to Billings and, and have a great night. Did it feel different last week now that it's the playoffs? The sense of urgency is there. You know, there's a little finality to things. When, when you're down at halftime, it's like, hey, we got two quarters or this is this is the end of it. And so, um, yeah, it does feel different. And it definitely will feel different Friday night getting down there. I mean, you got the butterflies already. You're, you're, you're excited because, you know, if you don't if you don't show up and and you don't play well, it's, it's over. Dale Oliver joining us here on our Garden City Spotlight, presented in part by Happy Days Car Wash. Uh, the seniors are what you're going to lean on always, and that sense of urgency is something you want out of them. Kellen Curtis was great last week, four touchdowns. So um, what do you think of the senior class and just sort of their ability to sort of embrace this moment? Because we talked all year about this group kind of becoming their own team, and now they have a chance to kind of make it their own story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seniors are it's, it's always can be emotional. You spend a lot of time with these kids and develop them. And uh, at least for me and uh, as a head coach and the coaching staff is, you know, how do you, how do you adapt to that senior class? And I, I think this is a group that they need to, they need to relax and have a little bit more fun. And the previous classes, they were pretty business-like. So, and that's neither way is better. So it's taken a few games to get there, but um, you know, they're starting to settle in and create that identity we need. And, 
uh, I've said it a few weeks. If we can just if we can just advance, they're starting. I'm starting to see some habits and behaviors show up in practice, especially that will allow them to be successful. But um, you know, it's always interesting dealing with 17, 18 year old boys, and uh, but but can't say enough about what they've invested in this program, and they have really high expectations. I think they still need to relax a little bit. Billings West, uh, you played them earlier this year. You beat them 21 14. Uh, after their non-conference though, they got hot and they uh, played their way all the way into a seed. We had Rob Stanton on the show, Billings West head coach, on Tuesday, and uh, he was saying just how proud he was that this was kind of the first team in a while where they were really leaning on their lines. Do you see that? I mean, do you see that they have some some uh, some strength there uh, on the offensive and defensive fronts? Yeah, absolutely. That's where their seniors are at. Yeah, right. Their skill guys are are young, and yeah. they're gonna be. They already are good, but you, boy, look out because those guys are explosive. And so I see a lot of depth at at uh, skill positions, and they're rotating seniors with some young, highly explosive kids. And and but their front is physical. You've seen them as with most high school teams. Those kids need a lot of reps and a lot of film time, and you've seen that pay off for them. And and they're starting to hit their stride. Dana Oliver joining us was a little sentinel. They play at Billings West. Uh, what are some of the keys for you guys this week? For us, uh, uh, we've got to match their physicality. They're gonna they're a little bit like CMR up front. They're gonna they're gonna shoot gaps and create chaos in the backfield. So we've got to be able to handle that. So to me, that comes down to execution. If we can just stick with our our rules up front, we should be fine. But when we get one guy going rogue on either side of the ball and giving up contain as a DN, it and that allows this big arm quarterback to throw it 50 yards down the field. That's tough to cover. So our kids have got to be disciplined in their approach, uh, great ball security, execution, and play with physicality. If we do that, uh, we'll, we'll be in the game in the fourth quarter. Will you watch? How much will you guys study the, the first matchup? Because that was a long time ago. I mean, that was the first game of the year. So uh, both these teams changed a lot, I think grown a lot. Yeah, it's always a balance of how much do you focus on the other team or yourself. We sure. played them so much that um, – it's 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 a little bit of both. Meet, meeting in the middle of like, hey, let's let's give them this look to because we saw showed this the first time. And uh, but in the end, for us, it's just let's focus on getting our kids to play well. And, and if we do that, we've got enough talent to, to be in the game. Missoula settle at Billings West in Billings on Friday night. Uh, a rematch of a rematch of a rematch, and it should be a fun one. Uh, safe travels, coach. Thanks for being here. I hope to see you next week, Coulter. Dane Oliver, man. He's so funny. Every time I leave after I get out the interviews, he's like, oh, man, I hope you come see me again next week. And I'm like, coach, even if you lose, I'll come see you again. <laughs> we don't have to break up. We can we can still uh, see each other. I love talking ball with Coach O, though, man. Dane Oliver's the man. He's done a great job there at Missoula Sentinel. There's some really good coaches right now across the state of Montana. And in, in Missoula, we've had a great uh, season covering – all the AA high schools here in Missoula. I know it's always an uphill challenge for Missoula Hellgate and Missoula Big Sky, but to those coaches, they work hard. They're classy. I know Andrew's had a great time uh, getting to know Ryan Nelson, and he's done a great job covering Missoula Hellgate in uh, Coach Nelson's first season there at the helm. And uh, I'll always have a spot in my heart for Matt Johnson. He's my, He was my first high school football coach and a uh, guy I just I love uh, – chatting with every time I get a chance to catch up with Matt Johnson. So thanks to all the coaches always for making time and their busy schedules and contributing. We uh, we couldn't do this show without you, and especially the Garden City Spotlight presented by Liberty Safes and First National Pond. Liberty Safes has quality and reliability in their safes. 
Truly, there's nothing like owning a Liberty Safe. You can visit libertysafesofmissoula.com or you can go to their showroom at First National Pond on Reserve Street or in East Missoula. Liberty Safes, First National Pond, and Happy Days Car Wash, proud sponsors of the Garden City Spotlight. From out of the high school world, and we'll come back to some high school stuff, we have a whole, a whole bunch of conversation to have about Class A, Class B, and Class C as well uh, in the second hour. But let's talk some college football. Cal Poly in town. The Mustangs have been here before under this current coaching staff. They were here last year in a largely forgettable uh, 39-7 Montana victory. The Grizz scored a variety of ways that day. Justin Belknap had a pick six. Uh, Levi Janikaro had a punt blocked into a touchdown. And uh, the Grizz only scored one offense, offensive touchdown and still won by four scores. Does that sound familiar? Uh, that's going to be a formula they're going to have to figure out a, a way to re-harness or re-attain. Paul Wolf's been around the Big Sky Conference forever. He's the offensive line coach at Cal Poly. I asked to talk to Coach Wolf this week for a variety of reasons. One, because he was at Eastern Washington from the early 1990s all the way through the mid-2000s. So he knows the league and he knows Montana from multiple different perspectives. Two, as the offensive line coach there at Cal Poly, I think that is the number one biggest challenge of revamping the Mustangs program, rebuilding the offensive line. When we talk about the triple option, you know, like Coach Baldwin, Bo Baldwin said on our show on Wednesday, he said, I came in here and we had 18 centers. <laughs> we need we need more than just centers to be able to run uh, a modern-day college football offense. So I think Coach Wolf has great perspective, and I think one of the matchups of the game will be Cal Poly's offensive line versus Montana's front. So we will go across the sidelines right after this. Paul Wolf, offensive line coach for Cal Poly, will join us next. Keep it right here. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Can't believe how much I feel like I live under a rock. I was yesterday days old by the time I heard that song. How? How? I've always loved Warren Zevon. I don't understand how this was happening to me, but, you know, it's fun learning new music that's 40 or 50 years old just out of nowhere. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. 
Well, time now for our Across the Sidelines and a fun one today because we go across the sidelines and welcome in Paul Wolf. He's the offensive line coach at Cal Poly, the Mustangs in Missoula on Saturday uh, to take on the Montana Grizzlies, a night game at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And uh, this is a, the second time for Coach Wolf in Missoula coaching at Cal Poly, but he's been to Missoula quite a bit because he's been in the Big Sky Conference on and off for a really, really long time. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, very good. Uh, first and foremost, let's just talk about the here and now. First, tell us just about kind of your path to Cal Poly. I know that you've crossed paths with Bo Baldwin several times, and I've known him forever, just covering the league and uh, you know covering Eastern and all that. But now here at Cal Poly, uh, what, what led you to San Luis Obispo, and what do you think of this challenge you guys have there at Cal Poly? Well, you know, it goes back really to 2003, and um, you know. It, and hired Bo uh, to to be an offensive coordinator at Eastern Washington, and we were together four years, you know. And then I I went to Washington State, and he replaced me as the head coach. And you know, we've always been friends over the years, and uh, stayed in contact, and met up in different times of the year with football, and uh, crossed paths that way. And then um, when he got the head job here, he and I talked, and I thought it was a great opportunity, and and um, to get back together, but but really come to a place where we, I think for years, have always felt that if the uh, administration and the alumni wanted to really turn this into something special, that Cal Poly could be that as a football program. And by hiring Bo and then putting in the resources and starting the facility project that we're about to do, we, we really feel like we're on that way to doing something special here. It's such a great place. I mean, I, I've only been to San Luis Obispo a couple of times, but I feel fortunate to, to get to go there because, I mean, it's just like, you're on vacation. It's amazing. I love everything about it. It just seems so, so cool. And so it seems like there's a great opportunity to, you know, recruit there. It seems like you can get you know, talented young coaches and things like that. So, I mean, do you see those as, as advantages uh, for, for Cal Poly as an institution and a football program? Yeah, that's a huge advantage. I mean, you know, we live, you know, where people want a vacation, you know, and so when you can do that year round, I think that's really cool. You know, for all the years that uh, between Bo and myself spinning and Cheney and, and, and going through the winters and the, and the wind and all that, like, it feels like we kind of uh, are living in heaven here down here with this weather every single day. So we feel real fortunate with that. And, and um, but we do think that with the academics we have here that are absolutely outstanding, um, the facility that they're about to build, John Madden uh, and his family have put forth a, a very generous gift to build us a, a football facility that's uh, attaches to the football stadium that'll be state of the art. And then, you know, that combination of quality education facilities and location, um, this can be a very, very special place for football. And, and um, we know we got a lot of hard work in front of us because uh, where we've started and, and, and transition from the triple option offense uh, and scheme uh, into recruiting completely different type of players, you know, it was going to be a little bit of a challenge. And I think everyone here involved knew that. And um, and we're going through that right now. But but we do have really good young athletes. Um, they're just not as mature as I think anyone would like as you head in through a whole football season. But but it's coming. And, and we feel like, you know, within a year or two, three, we're going to be right in the mix, you know, being one of the more competitive teams in the league. Paul Wolf joining us across the sidelines here on ESPN Radio well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Or maybe you're listening to this on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, Skyline Sports. Appreciate Coach Wolf for joining us. He's the offensive line coach at Cal Poly. And, uh, Coach, you've, you've coached offensive line throughout your career at a variety of different stops. It is such a distinctly unique and interesting challenge, though, being that Cal Poly was running the triple option, and that's a totally different body type and totally different fundamental <laughs> skill set than 
than it is, you know, for, for other types of offenses. So when it comes down to the details of your challenge, I mean, what's it like trying to, uh, you know, teach guys and, and sort of revamp this offensive line at Cal Poly? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest challenge in the program from for a sure. positional standpoint between that and quarterback. You know, we've, we've, uh, you know, you inherit a bunch of young men that, that really were built for the triple option and actually played a lot. Most of them played triple option in high school. So now you're trying to convert them that may not have the physical stature that you'd like to be able to execute the new schemes you're trying to do. So there's a balance of, of finding those guys that, you know, working with the kids that are here and then trying to bring in players to get them rolling. But as you know, it's really hard for anyone to come in as a first year or second year player, particularly in the offensive line and have an impact. And since this is really only our second season, you know, I feel very, I'm very proud of the guys that are here and what they're doing and how they're progressing. Um, but we still have, you know, plenty of work to do in this area in the front to get this thing built the way we want it. Um, but we are heading in a really good direction and, and uh, we just got to keep growing them and staying positive as we go through our, our ups and downs. Well, you spent a uh, decade and a half plus at, uh, at Eastern Washington and then came back to the Big Sky 2016 when he came back as the offensive line coach at Sac State. So been in the Big Sky now for half a dozen years again. When you, During your time away, though, I mean, when you came back to the league, what did you think of the competition and, and how had sort of the landscape of the league changed during your time away? It really has changed. And, and um, I noticed it when I was gone uh, for five, six years and then coming back and, and just, you know, seeing the depth throughout the conference of quality of, of each team and program. Um, and you've just seen a change even the last three to four years. I think there's, there's everyone's made investments. Everyone is building new facilities. Everyone's enhancing their program, putting more dollars into their program so they can grow it. Um, and so you just see a higher end of play. Uh, you see more depth. You know, and I, and I said this yesterday, I, I just think the physicality in this league uh, from top to bottom is greater than it's been. And, and I just took the style of play, you know, and, and, uh, and that's a good thing. I think in the big picture, just because it's, you know, a lot of the mess, Midwest schools for a number of years have been extremely physical and have done well in the playoffs. And I think that you look at the big sky teams now, the volume that have ranked and the teams that do well in playoffs, uh, it's, it's on a very good upswing. It's so interesting the way the pendulum swung too, right? Because, you know, back in the eighties and nineties with Idaho, Boise state, and then Montana, Everybody's throwing the ball over the place. And then you, when you got there at Eastern and, you know, when Krams was that Mike Kramer was there at Eastern Washington and, and then yourself and then Coach Baldwin as well, you guys are throwing it all over the place. So it's interesting to see that the pendulum swung back to that, that other side. Is there anything you can point to as to the why? You know, I, I, I just think that um, a little philosophy is some of the coaches that have come into the conference. Sure. You know, if you look at that, I think that's part of it. Um, you know, I don't get me wrong. You know, our ultimate goal here is to throw this thing around, and we're going to get to that point. We are going to run the ball. We want to be as balanced as we possibly can. But, you know, we are not where we want to be in terms of throwing the football or running it. But, but you will see uh, us throw the football in the near future uh, and continue to improve in that area. But I think it is philosophy of the coaches that are in a conference, and I, th- I think that has a big part to, of, of why things have changed a little bit schematically. Well, for sure, and, and I, you know, as Coach Baldwin and I talked about earlier this week too. I mean, p- part of the part of the huge key of Eastern Washington's offenses for all those years was being able to run the football, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, as much as you, people talk about how well some of these teams in the conference have passed the ball over the years, right. you know, what, what's hidden is really the run game, you know, and I always felt that at Eastern when I was the head coach. And, you know, when we had great passing teams, to, to be honest, we were actually really good running the ball, but the passing got the, you know, got the notoriety. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I mean, you've seen it at Montana State. They've had great teams that have put up a bunch of points, but they've been run heavy as well. And it is a key factor. Paul Wolf joining us. 
Cal Poly offensive line coach as the Mustangs prepare to head to Missoula to take on the Montana Grizzlies Saturday night, Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Uh, last a couple things for you, Coach. First of all, um, what do you think of this matchup with Montana? Uh, particularly from an offensive line standpoint, a huge challenge because the Grizzlies talented but also very diverse and also very unorthodox in what they do up front, especially defensively. So uh, how would you diagnose what Montana does defensively, and uh, what do you think of this challenge for your front? You diagnose it well. I mean, they're, they're diverse. They're, they uh, create schematic problems with you. Um, it, it's not something you see every day. I mean, and I brought this up earlier. You know, it's like, you know, on defense facing the triple option offense once a year. That It could be a big headache that week. And that's what they provide here. And, and Coach Bear does a great job with these guys. You know, they run around. They give you multiple different looks nonstop. Uh, they make you really have to game plan. Um, it does definitely force you to kind of simplify some of the things you want to do. Um, and then at times that can be good too. You know, sometimes as coaches, we put too much stuff in and create, you know, our own issues. But, but I do know that this is, this is a challenging unit. You know, they're great in the secondary. They cover well. Uh, you know, up front, they, they give you enough looks that rarely can you get everybody covered up the way you'd like to get them cut up and covered up in the run game. So, um, they do a hell of a job and they're well coached and, uh, and, you know, they're veteran, they're strong, tough kids. And, and, uh, we know we, we got our hands full. We've well, been to Missoula before, so you know that the, uh, their, the exterior challenges are formidable as well, just with the, the noise and the atmosphere and sure to be accentuated with a night game as well. But how do you go about uh, getting your guys mentally prepared, especially with the offensive line that, you know, just to, to stay steady like you're going to need on Saturday night? Well, and, that, and that's a challenge. You know, here, here is, we, you know, like I said, we've got a, a, a number of young men that are playing who are relatively inexperienced and coming from a different system um, and then coming into that environment. Um, it's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, uh, and we know that. Um, but we got smart young men, we, you know, and they're tough. And, and, uh, what we will get from our end is we will get everything out of them. And, uh, these young men will play their tails off. We know we're going to face a, a unit that does the same. And so it, that's what this is kind of exciting, you know, is, is to watch these, these two young groups of men really get after each other and, and give it everything they got. And yeah, you'll see that for sure on, on Saturday night. Well, last thing for you then, I mean, with a rebuilding program like you guys have, uh, it seems like this could be a huge shot in the arm if you're coming to, come to Missoula and, and are competitive and knock off the Grizzlies. So what's it going to take? I mean, what do you think of this opportunity that Cal Poly has on Saturday night? I mean, it's obviously a big opportunity for us, and we know we got a heck of a challenge in front of us. And if we were able to come out with a victory, we would be ecstatic and uh, moving forward. Um, but we also know that, that you know we're heading into a, a buzzsaw here. We got a team that's uh, you know you know lost some very very close games three weeks in a row. We know we're gonna we're gonna face them, but we also know that that you know we've put a game plan. We work hard this week, and if we go in there and and make some plays and put ourselves in position to be competitive throughout the game and and put ourselves in a position to be close at the end that you know you never know what's going to happen and and right now that's our goal paul wolf offensive line coach at cal poly as they make their way to missoula a long time coach throughout the big sky conference with stops at eastern washington sac state and now with the mustangs coach good catching up thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch up down the road with best of luck on saturday i appreciate it thank you very much Across the sidelines, presented by Vance Thompson Vision. From the sidelines to the end zone, catch every play this season with your best vision. Next time you're at a game, look across the sideline. Can you see it? Like, really see it? With their world-class eye surgeons, friendly professional care, and the most advanced technology available, you can trust Vance Thompson Vision to provide you with the best possible options for your eyes. From LASIK to cataracts, Vance Thompson Vision's teams of experts 
help you enjoy every play with clear vision. To learn more, visit VanceThompsonVision.com. More Grizz hockey tickets, plus high school soccer state championships. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. The Glacier Ice Rink's kind of like a jungle, except for it's a lot colder. Welcome back. Want some Grizz hockey tickets? Call us right now. We got a four-pack of tickets plus a pitcher of beer, courtesy of Katie O'Keefe's. You call us. You head down to Katie O'Keefe's on Saturday night, and you go watch the Grizz hockey team, 7.30 against Utah State. Call us right now. Call number 2, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Not going to the Grizz football game? Go to the Grizz hockey game instead and drink some beer at Katie O'Keefe's beforehand. 406-888-1029, caller number two. We got a four-pack of tickets for you to Saturday's Grizz hockey game. Bunch of state champions crowned over the weekend uh, in high school soccer. Andrew Houghton's got the latest. Rolling on into a look now at the Class A Boys Soccer Championship and joining me is O'Brien Bird, the head coach of the Columbia Falls Wildcats, who won their first state title since 2005 with a 5-2 win over Livingston in the final on Saturday. And O'Brien joined me before the season when Columbia Falls was ranked number one. We've talked throughout the season, but what an accomplishment for him and his Wildcats up there, officially ending their rival Whitefish's streak of four straight state titles. And Columbia Falls winning the first one since 2005. So, Brian, man, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, Andrew. Uh, I tell you what, um, this this program hasn't had a ton of attention uh, just because it's been so long. So I think uh, it's much deserved to, to just recognize what these young men have accomplished. And um, it's my pleasure to join you, Andrew. Thank you. Of course, man. Just walk me through what it's feeling like now after, you know, we talked about it before the season. You guys were number one ranked in the polls. You knew you had this goal in front of you. What does it feel like now that you've accomplished that and you've got the trophy in your case? Well, I tell you what, right after the game was over, for me, it was just this massive wave of relief because the the pressure of the pressure any coach that's worth his worth his weight is uh you know it's you don't want to let the boys down you you want to set them up for success you you want to make sure that we don't falter when 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 it's time to execute so there's a lot of pressure and i'm gonna say it was exactly a year of it after we lost the whitefish a year ago we already kind of put ourselves up there as okay we're positioned to win this thing in 2022 so it's just a lot of pressure. So for me, I was just a smile as big as the as big as the eye can see, and then a, just a big sigh of relief. Uh, and the boys, of course, was just pure euphoria, joy, uh, smiles, laughter, just amazing. And then 
then quite a while after the game and then the next day after the game, I started to smile and <laughs> you have a lot more fun and relax just knowing that we did it. Yeah, walk me through that state championship game. Yeah, I know you guys were probably expecting to see Whitefish there, but Livingston knocked them out in the semifinals. What was it like going into that game? What happened in that game? I mean, you guys were, were up big early and sort of saw it out from there. Yeah, I, you know, the, the key to the whole, the, the key to the performance was the attitude and mentality of my boys coming out right at the whistle. The attitude was no one's going to take this from us. The attitude was we're the best team. We're going to play loose. We're not going to play tight. We're not going to be nervous. We're going to play with a smile on our face and just give everything. And right from the whistle, Livingston was on the back foot and just kind of taking it from, just taking a beating. And uh, took us 20 minutes or so to, 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 to go ahead, but it was just one-way traffic. I mean, probably 95% possession. Livingston had one or two chances in those, those opening minutes, and then we probably had a, a dozen in the first 20 and then finally put one away. Um, and then it was just like a landslide of goals. Kai, Dale Blicken scored the first goal, and then Kai Golan scored a hat trick in the first half. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to look that deep into this, the history of that, but I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that's probably never happened before. A first half hat trick in, the, in a championship game, it's insane. And it happened in nine minutes. Then we went in at halftime, really relaxed, smiling, talking about what, what's worked really well. And then I also thank the boys because I really wanted to get as many guys in the game as I could. Just because after these seniors leave, we're going to rely on on our, our younger players that have some experience. So I thank them at halftime that they were to put us in a position where I could probably get everybody in. And thankfully, I was able to get all 20 guys in. All nine guys off the bench played, including my third string goalkeeper in the last 15 minutes who made five saves. So that Livingston scored two in the second half. We scored one in the second half. And, you know, we're, we, we did it. No more, uh, no more state championship droughts in Columbia Falls, Montana. Tell me a little bit more about Kai, because he's a guy, you know, if you read the stories, he's a guy who actually got hurt in that state championship game last year against Whitefish, had to come back and work his way all the way back just to get another chance at it. So what a moment for him uh, with the hat trick then in the state championship. Yeah, I mean, just like you mentioned, just like you mentioned, it, he broke his back last year and didn't, and even missed the first third of our season. But what we know about Kai Golan, even as a freshman, he always comes up in big games. His freshman year, he scored the game winner to get us to the final uh, against Billy Central. He scored the game winner in the semis as a freshman. And then a sophomore in the state championship scored a goal, had an assist. And then this year, just unreal, had three goals and an assist and just a dominant performance. He is, he is the best player in the state of Montana. Yeah, what a great comeback for him and to cap it off there with the state championship. And, and O'Brien, I mean, you've been there. You've been building this program up for a while. What was it about this team this year that, that was the one to break through? Yeah, it's, I mean, aside from our track record, I mean, we've only lost to one team in the last three years. 
The last three years, we've only lost to one team, Whitefish. So we've already been at the top. We're just one notch from the very, very tip top. So it's not a surprise. I mean, the preseason polls, it was obvious that we're the best team. We only graduated one senior. Here's, here's Here's where I want people to understand the high school sports. Just because you're number one on paper, just because your parents, your neighbors, your friends, your teachers, your coaches say you're the best, maybe some of their friends and teachers are telling them they've already won it. So the battle to maintain a resilient mentality, despite all that you're hearing as a young man, and actually get out there on the biggest stage under all the pressure and to execute is, I tell you what, it, it's not, to be honest, it's just not common. I know of a good coach with a friend in Sandpoint, Idaho. Sandpoint, Idaho's head coach. They were ranked number one in the state. They went in, then no one undefeated season. They went into the quarterfinals against the number three seed and lost. It happens every year in March Madness. The number one seed gets knocked out in the first or the second round or the number three or the number two seed. It happens even at the college level. So I'm so proud. And I, 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 I singled out one single word that made it possible for us to really do it. And it's resilience. These guys have lost to Whitefish three years in a row. They've been to the game three times. They've been to the, the big, the chipper three times. The last two, they lose in a, just a devastatingly fashion, just devastating. Lots of pain and anguish, embarrassment. But here they are coming back for more. And a journey like that carved out of pain and loss and defeat and some really good times too could just only do nothing but build resilience. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.